Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I was flipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good on. I had nothing to play. So I went to my computer and realized that there was so much content before my eyes. But there's nothing but Netflix in my heart and on my screen. There's always something good. Yes, that's right. Nothing but Netflix is back today. We're talking about you, season three. Me? Yes, you, you, the co-host of this podcast. <laughs> It is the great Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? How are you? How was you? Was, yeah, I was like, you is fine. I is I is fine. I'm confused now. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good, and I'm excited to talk about you. And shout out to Will. That's Will, right? Will from America, the recently engaged. Recently engaged Will Will from from America. America. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations, Will. Thank you for this theme song. And of course, hopefully uh, their story of marriage goes a lot better than anything we saw in you, season three. Yeah. Anything we've seen in you, season three. Hopefully they find domesticated bliss uh, a lot better than Joe does. I just don't know if that's in the cards for Joe. Um, you know, I, I wish nothing but the worst on that man. And so <laughs> I will give the opposite, yeah. uh, sentiment to, to Will. Cause so good luck yeah. wishing you the best, but Joe Goldberg, you are dead to me. Okay. All right. Uh, no spoilers up front here. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about you, uh, what you is, uh, just the ideas of you season three here on nothing but Netflix. And then we'll go, uh, full on spoilers, full season. Both Chappelle and I have watched all. 10 episodes of you season three. Yes. Yes. Rob has caught up. I I have been a you watcher since day one. Um, you know, and, and, and then when season three came out, I was very upset because I was like, Oh gosh, I gotta do this again. And so I, I did watch it. I binged it in like a day. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Rob hadn't watched it, but he's gotten caught, all caught up it. in the last blew week through it. Yeah. Yeah. Easy watch. Very addictive show. Yeah, yeah, obsessive even. <laughs> yes, yes, very, very addictive show. Uh, I can't say that I am a you fan, but I also couldn't turn it off. Right, like you're not a you fan, but you will be back for season four yeah. as the rest of us will. <laughs> well, I'll be back. Okay, so uh, we're gonna talk about that here today. Last time out, Chappelle, you mm-hmm. and I, and Kirk Clark and Haley Strong, yes. got to talk about the Great British Bake Off. Uh, did you happen to catch up on the next episode of Bake Off Bake Show this weekend? 
No, I haven't watched it yet, but I do plan on keeping track of yeah. it because again, I, I enjoyed it. That was some peace, you mm-hmm. know, in all my chaos, that was just an hour of, of peace to just be able to watch people, British people make uh, baked goods. And so, yeah, this week, I believe was what German week. German week. And so, yeah. yeah. So I need to check in and see how everybody's doing. Yeah. yeah I enjoyed it a lot. That would have been, and there is a, a lot of baking going on in uh, You Season 3. So uh, maybe Love uh, could potentially have, have uh, been a contestant there on the Great British Bake Show. But uh, that would be a nice palate cleanser also after You Season 3, an episode of the Great British Bake Show. Yeah, it's one of those shows that like you go to Bake Off after you watch something like traumatic, like the third season of You or, you know, like any other wild show. It's like, let me go back to Bake Off, watch these people make, you know, random cupcakes and stuff like that. Because the cupcakes they're making in You, they don't look as appetizing because, you know, they're laced with murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, and I don't like yeah, that. A lot of vegan cupcakes, uh, gluten free cupcakes in uh, You season three. Yeah, this part of California that they in, they're just making the worst uh, cupcakes, you know? So, like, it just sounds like they want all the joy and the happiness out of whatever baked goods they have. And so I don't I don't subscribe to that. Give me the Great British Baking Show any day. Yep. Now, if you do want to subscribe to Nothing But Netflix, you can go to robberswebsite.com slash Netflix feed to get all of our episodes. And Chappelle, this was the debut this week uh, that there is a brand new Nothing But Netflix uh, Twitter feed. Yes, the interns are on it. They, I told you it was coming. I was yeah. like, you got to check out the, the Twitter feed. It's nothing but RHAP because nothing but Netflix just won't fit. And so maybe if someone has a better Twitter handle for that, we can go with it. But right now, that's what it is. And the interns are retweeting and reposting and keeping their eyes out for things to come so that we can talk about them on the podcast. Okay. At nothing but RHAP. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Chappelle, uh, could you tell us a little bit, what, what is you? Because uh, five days ago, I really had no idea what you was. Yeah, I was trying to explain it to you without like spoiling it too much, but also just giving you enough information. So you, I think someone said it's like a crossover between Gossip Girl and Dexter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I guess, uh, I've never seen Gossip Girl, but you know, I've seen a lot of Dexter. And so, yeah, you get like um, a man who is a murderer, a serial killer, and you you follow the day of the life of him, like living in New York, and he seems pretty likable aside from the fact that he's actually a serial killer too, like very similar in the world of Dexter. Um, but uh, his name is Joe Goldberg, and basically he lives a normal life as a uh, in a bookstore, yeah. and that's kind of his he thing. He books. just likes his books. He he loves his peace, but he also loves women. And he loves them to the point where he obsesses over them yeah. at this very, at like at the smallest, like inkling of similarity to him. Like you like a book that he likes and you're attractive. Then now all of a sudden he is attracted to you and he will find you and he will love you or else. And that's kind yeah. of the show throughout. Joe is a hopeless romantic. Some would say he's looking uh, for <laughs> love in all the wrong places, but modern day dating is complicated. Right. Like the real villain here is like online dating apps and Tinder and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. cause Joe, Joe has to resort to these measures of like, Oh, I work at a bookstore. There's a pretty lady who likes books. What she likes the book I like. Well, maybe I should do some more research into her and find out if she's in love with me. Mm-hmm. Cause now I'm in love with her. When Joe happens falls, very quickly, he falls hard, Chappelle. Yeah. Who could be mad at that? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We can all relate. The heart wants to like, what the heart wants. <laughs> Joe's heart wants a lot. Uh, and he will stop at nothing to get it. The um the compelling thing about you, the show, is that like 
it's told it's told through Joe's point of view. So it's not like, you know, your normal serial killer, you know, drama where maybe the cops are searching for the mm-hmm. killer. This is Joe basically giving you his his um his perspective on why he loves this person so much and he's rationalizing throughout the entire, you know, uh series why he has to do the things that he does to find love and to maintain that love and when people have to die why they have to die and so i think that's why the show is so compelling because like you're seeing joe as a human you know Mm -hmm. i you know if you're not able to step away from it and just look at it as a tv show you're like yeah what joe is saying kind of makes sense here like no wonder why he's googling her because he wants to know what other books she likes and you know okay he wants to know what school she likes oh yeah he's instagram stalking her. who hasn't done that and then you realize like no 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 joe is going above and beyond all of that into a dark dark place and you should never go there but because you hear his inner thoughts it actually tries to humanize him and make him a little likable as a main character do the fans of you like joe I mean, uh, I'm a newcomer to the U franchise. Are, are, are the U stands that like, yes, Joe, kill more people? Oh, yeah. They Ryan Scally stands Joe Goldberg, <laughs> and he will never know peace yeah. because of that. Like, yeah, there are people who are like, Joe's yeah. just misunderstood. We should hear both sides. I was on Twitter and somebody was like live tweeting the third season, and she was like, well, now what are we going to do about love? I was like, what are we going to do about love? No. What are we about to do about Joe? And she's like, well, we'll get to that later. I was like, no, we'll get to that now. He's a serial killer. So yeah, people's the, the Joe stands are out there. Um, the Joe bros and the Joe hoes, you know, they're out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're out there standing. Yeah. The murderer. Cause I don't it's, stand it's, it's, Joe. It's infatuating. Huh? You don't, I don't stand, stand Joe? Joe. You, no. You didn't see, you didn't see anything like, in I watched the show, like what, am like, I, what am I watching here? What, what is this? He, He's trying to change, Rob. You know, he's like, not. He, he's not trying he, to change. He's trying. No, That's he's not. <laughs> In his mind, he's trying. He's like, look, I only stalked her for 10 minutes at a time just because I got this itch to scratch. If I just do 10 minutes, that's not going to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. And so in his mind, he's like, it's fine. Like, I'm trying here. And the Joe stands are like, I mean, I can see both sides. I mean, you know, so, and you know, people always get like, entranced by like attractive looking people when they come to serial killers. I remember when people were talking about like, oh, Ted Bundy was so fine that people just couldn't believe that he was out here murdering people. And I think Penn Badgley might have that for his stance. Like they think like, well, I mean, it's Penn Badgley. Like if he can stalk somebody, he can stalk me. I'm like, oh, mm. I, I disagree. Um, but okay, if that's your bag, you know, go yeah. for it. Um, your Badgley, then go for it. Yeah. Okay. So if yeah. you haven't seen you season three, um, just uh i watched to uh, a, a youtube video everything you need to know from you season one everything you need to know from you season two <laughs> and i jumped right in season three i felt like i, w- I didn't miss anything the thing you might have missed that is the the a credit to the show is the pacing i think that if you speed through the show or you're watching the recaps you'll hear all the wacky shenanigans that happen throughout and you're like this is a soap opera this is passions. Yeah. This is like clownery. Like the things that pe- that's happening here, they just don't happen like this and not at this pace. But the show does a really good job of like 
showing that like you spend so much time in Joe's mind that when these things happen, you're almost as taken aback as he is. You're like, oh my gosh, did, Joe does have to kill this person. You know, so it doesn't seem so cartoony, you know, if you actually sit through all three seasons. So yeah, yeah. Um, if you go and watch the recaps, then they'll catch you up on what you need to know, but you won't get the feeling for like why people are standing Joe right. if you haven't actually sat through his monologues. You heard it here first. Uh, Chappelle says you got to watch uh, all 30 episodes of You. Yeah, you can put them on like two X or something if you want to, but you got <laughs> you, you got to give Netflix give Netflix the streams, you know. But uh, but yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's just that you spend so much time in his head that you by the end you're like, I do understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't uh, I don't respect him, but I can see both sides. Okay, all right. So let, let's get into our spoiler section here of you. Season three and uh, Chappelle, really, uh, like what? What the the hell goes on <laughs> on this show? It's a hot ass mess. This season. And how many people uh, were murdered in this season? Is that's what gets me? That's why I hate <laughs> this man so much. It's because there's so many, so many innocent people who've done nothing to him. They just <laughs> so many because so because many. he just came into their org, like their orbit. Like I didn't ask for this. It's like it's like yeah, but now you got to die. What? Um, so it's really hard for me to digest as a viewer because I'm like, when are we going to get this person? When are yeah. we going to give this man his comeuppance? And it just doesn't seem like it's ever going to happen. What was the sex to murder ratio in you season three? Uh, well, there was a lot of sex. There and were, I was, I think yeah. honestly, there was less murder this time because less again, Rob, like I was, yeah, like I was a trying lot of people to tell got you, away at the end. I felt like he's trying to change. Okay. <laughs> He's trying to change. In season one, he would be like, you are a shitty boyfriend. I need to kill you. But like by season three, he's like, okay, you might have found out that, yes, we are murderers. But I don't necessarily have to kill you because I just have to figure out a way to get away from this. Like, maybe you can like, uh, like meet up with us and like we could talk about it. Like he tries to like negotiate terms with people. Like he's doing his best, Rob. I think you're being too hard on Joe. Mm-hmm. Chappelle, would you ever uh, host a podcast with Joe? No, I hate this man. I hate him so much. I only watch this show because I hate him and I want to see the day that he gets his comeuppance. I want to see the day that somebody realizes that he's trash and that they kill him. And and I don't want him to go to jail. I want him dead. And I was like, you got to go. Because every time I see him, I think of all the people who were minding their own damn business before he came in and killed them. I know, but you might hit it off with him. He might be like, I just did a podcast with Chappelle. So fun, yeah. Really, really yeah. Like, enjoyed could you, spending like, time with him? Maybe he's the one. Maybe he's. The I guy. mean, like that would be so creepy for a number of reasons. <laughs> I was like, like first of all, Joe, whoa, wrong tree. Uh, but also, like, I am not like that. I'm going to kill you. Like, I am like, like one of us has to die at this point. So, not threatening Joe with murder. But you, if you're listening to this and you are a murderer, if it's me or you, it's got to be you. Mm-hmm. You got to go. Yeah, yeah. you got to go. Uh, Joe meets a lot of women. A lot of women just fall <laughs> head over heels. Is, no. is it? Was he have like an no. intense vibe? No, he doesn't meet anybody. Nobody he meets is like happenstance. He like runs into them, sees them, and says, "I should stalk them real quick so I can know if I'm if they're worth stalking even more." Mm-hmm. So then, when he actually runs into them, it's like, "Oh, you know so much about me," or "Oh, we have the same interests." He's like, "Yeah, I knew that when I walked through the door." Mm-hmm. Um, I Googled you when I saw you at the Joe airport. You know, understood the assignment. Every time, honestly, <laughs> he doesn't go into a situation unprepared he at any point. Unprepared. 
Like, it's so funny because even when the police are investigating him, his wife, who is also a serial killer, yeah. we'll get to that in a minute, she's str- she is freaking out. Like, oh, gosh, the police are coming. And Joe's like, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Like, babe, babe, calm down. It's okay. We'll work. We'll figure it out. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it. Like, hold on. You should not be that cavalier about this. He's like, I've done this for years. It's it's unclear how long he's been a serial killer, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know when the, when, like, the first, you know, Guinevere Beck was, you know, like, or Candace was, I guess we should say, like, well, we he just killed know that the, it He killed that guy that was, like, uh, was it uh, the guy that was, like, uh, roughing up his mom or the guidance counselor? Yeah, yeah. He was, like, uh, beating up the, the guidance counselor. And, yeah, and, like, yeah, a lot of flashbacks. But I'm telling you, they use that to try to humanize Joe because, like, you're like, well, look, I mean, he was raised in an orphanage. His mom deserted him. He, like, the one person that he really cared about was getting her ass beat by the guidance counselor. Like, he had to kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you understand? And people are like, well, I mean, I do understand. Like, he was a little kid and he's screwed up because of that. Like, it's not Joe's fault. That's what the people are saying. I disagree. I adamantly disagree. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like Joe's he fault. should be. It's Joe's fault. This is all Joe's fault. He's mm-hmm. choosing this life at this point. And like, mm-hmm. cause he could end this. He could go to jail. Yeah. It would be nice. Yeah. Go to jail. Go lock yourself away from other people that you can stalk. Mm-hmm. A concept. Yeah, he's got to find, maybe the, electric He's got to find Mrs. Wright. No, take a seat in an electric chair, preferably like yeah. electric or. Than most, Chappelle, he needs to die. Were, were you a Joe in love shipper? Were you hoping that it would work out for them? I want him dead, Rob. <laughs> I don't want him to have happiness or love or anything. And she could go too. <laughs> like, what part of I don't like these people? Don't you understand? I just watched the show because I'm damaged. See, <laughs> I, I felt like that th- these two are perfect for each other. I, I don't, I don't understand you? why it didn't work because they're perfect for no one. Yeah, I mean that you have a one homicidal maniac and another homicidal maniac, and it was like you have all the same interests. <laughs> is this like it's, is this like a relationship doesn't work if you have like a uh, two people? You need somebody to be the opposite. No, no. The the problem There's is that too they much are op- no, they are opposites. The thing is, and Joe rationalizes this in his head. He's like, I kill because I have to kill sometimes. Things happen, and then I got to kill these people, and I feel really bad about it. Love kills because she wants to kill people, and like he's like, so I would like for us to stop killing people and to be normal. But every time he turns around, love is bashing somebody upside yeah. the head with a rolling pin or stabbing them or, or hitting them with an axe. I reject that. I don't think love kills because she wants to kill people. She doesn't go out and look for people to kill. She gets pissed and then kills people. But that's what I'm saying. Like Joe's not out here killing people out of anger. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, he I stalked you. It. Yeah. He's like, I stalked you. Yes. And that's a thing that happened. Also, your boyfriend might be beating you up. So because I love you so much, I'm going to handle that for you. Now, look at us. Shouldn't we be together? Whereas love is like, did I see you looking at another woman? She's Mm got to die. (laughs) (laughs) In a court of law, I feel like that what Joe does is premeditated murder. Whereas I feel like that what love does is more a manslaughter. Maybe crime of passion. Crime of passion. Uh, I feel yes. Like, yeah, like love would more, it was more likely to get away with if they could ever get either of these two people in a room with a detective that actually cares about solving crimes, then maybe love could probably squeeze out and get away with it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Joe is going down with like he's going down very, very in flames. The only the only thing that would save him is that his he has the ability to just like cover his tracks in a way that nobody else seems to be able to like. Joe has it all figured out. So when he goes, when you talk about premeditated, he's thought through all the scenarios. Mm-hmm. This show is going to catch him. This show, uh, again, I don't know how seriously it, it takes itself because this show is very funny. I don't know uh, how like much it's trying to be very funny. 
But I, I did find that there was a lot of uh, like interesting humor in this show. Yeah, yeah, especially this season. Like I said, it got kind of cartoony. Yes. Uh, this season, they started leaning into themes that are in the real world, which I started talking about anti-vaxxing and uh, college cheating scandals, you know, the, the Aunt Becky stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. so like, so they do lean into some of that. Also, the stuff with Sherry and Carrie, priceless. That is the good TV. Yeah. They, those, those two people deserve a spinoff. If nothing else, <laughs> Sherry deserves a spinoff. I would watch that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were they were really good. Uh, you season three is a meditation on uh, modern marriage, parenting, <laughs> life in the yeah. suburbs. Yeah, it's the thing where, you know, it's like, OK, I finally committed. We want to do this thing the right way. We have a child. We got to get married because that's what you're supposed to do. And Joe realizes that, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. But also a loveless marriage doesn't really feel great. It doesn't, it doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. And it's not that he doesn't love, love, you know, his wife, but it's just that like, he feels like I'm trapped. Like I really didn't have a choice in this. Like we, she was pregnant. We are both murderers. We needed to bond. Like we need to be there for my kid. I don't want him to grow up in an orphanage. So now we're stuck and she's a homicidal maniac. Like mm-hmm. I too am a maniac, but like, at least I'm not her, you know? So I yeah. think that's where it's starting to, it's starting to weigh on him very quickly. Like, like oh my gosh, this is the rest of my life. You know, I think that at its heart, Joe is a hunter. Uh, and uh, I think that, <laughs> that so. he's like best <laughs> out in the wild, like a hunter. And this, and this theme was explored a little bit, uh, like when he goes on the trip with the other guys. And, you know, like he, he is himself when he's out, like looking for uh, his next, like perfect uh, soulmate. But then once he's like in the house with them, like I think Joe's going to get bored. I don't know if it's that. I think that, yeah, he does like the hunt. He likes the chase. Yeah. And they haven't really explored that except a little bit in season two and at the, in parts of season three where, yeah, he, he stalked love and then his eyes started darting around and he started looking for other like, oh, well, cause he realized like love and I might not work out. I don't want to stalk her too much. So he goes to stalk the next chick. Like he just moves over to the next like target. And even by the end of season two, we see that like he has, he has what we, we think he always wanted. He has the relationship with the woman that he stalked. He, she has a baby on the way, but he's peeking over the fence at, I guess what seems to be Natalie, his new person that he's stalking this season. Yeah. And yeah, he's never yeah. satisfied this Joe. He's the dog that's always chasing cars and he doesn't think about what does he do when he actually catches the car? Exactly. He's like, now that I got you, I need to go stalk something else. Because What's that? What's that that's, car? That's what I do. Yeah, that's what he does. He mm-hmm. stalks. And so, yeah, I don't know what he would ever do if he was ever put in a situation where he was actually in a relationship with someone he stalked and he was happy. Um, I don't know if he'll ever find that. And they probably need to explore that in the next season because, Rob, it's already been greenlit. They've already started to film it. You season another one four. Coming. It's happening. It's already coming. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. And I'm going to hate watch it. Like I, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to complain about it. And I'm probably going to finish it in the, the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how I roll. Should we talk about the ending? Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the season just as okay. a whole and let's okay. get to the end. So, like, so this season, Joe is targeting Natalie. That's his new, like, oh, Miss Lou love interest. And so he's kind of peeking at her, but she's peeking at him. Natalie wants in. She wants whatever Joe is selling. 
They kind of bond over this in the new suburban area that they're in. Love catches on. She's like, hey, Natalie, what are you doing? Get away from my guy. So she lures Natalie to like a bakery that she wants to buy. Well, a building that she wants to buy to potentially make a bakery. And she hits her with the axe because she's not upset that Joe is cheating on her with Natalie. She's upset that Joe is obsessing over Natalie. That was those two different emotions. You could go sleep with whomever, but you can't go and find another obsession because you're going to leave me. and You're probably going to kill me on the way out. Well, so Joe. You she know. also has Joe clocked. So she's like, uh, it's like, I know what he does. Like, he gets obsessed. That's it. Yeah, she knows that's his thing. That's his bag. And also, that's the thing that attracts her to him. She knows that he's crazy. And she's like, I'm, I'm fine here. And so the issue, though, is now that she's realizing that he's still crazy and could be crazy toward her, too. Like, she's no, she's noticing that the only reason he's in this marriage is for this kid. And so if something happens to the kid or if I'm not a great mom and a great parent, mm-hmm. I could be next. Like, she's found Joe's, like, plans, his plots for other, like, murders that he might have. He has, like, she's seeing all the schematics for the other mm-hmm. the other potential murders that she could have. Yeah. Uh, th- so that's why she's worried. And so the whole season is kind of like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith of, like, who's going to be the first one to strike yeah. against the other. Well, they start off the season also, and I feel like they introduce this idea that love is especially on edge because love is dealing with some postpartum depression, which a lot of women go through, which is a very real thing. But in her case, as being sort of like a homicidal maniac herself, uh, she is like uh, especially on edge. Right. She's already she's already nuts. And now this horrible thing is happening to her with this uh, postpartum depression. And so, yeah, she's dealing with that. And also she's not very sensitive to that. No, he doesn't care. And she's insecure about being a bad mom. Like that's her thing. She's like, I don't want to be a bad mom because she hates her parents. Um, she's not very fond of the 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 you know, the way she was brought up. Yeah, definitely not her mom either. Um, uh, but you know, Joe is not worried about that at all because he's feeling trapped too. And so he's looking elsewhere when, you know, instead of fixing his marriage. And so that's a lot of the conflict. Um eventually, you know, he runs into the librarian, Marianne, who's like, she's got a whole lot of drama going on too, but they end up hooking up. Uh, Love finds out. And then that's how we get to like the end of the season, the ultimate, like, you know, climax. So yeah. Rob, what did you think about the ending of the whole season? So it it got real wild at the end <laughs> where, okay, we have like this uh, showdown with Joe and Love and Joe wants to take the baby and run away with Marianne. But Love sort of like uh, she gets the jump on him and that she puts it all together that uh, she finds like the bloody garment that was from Marianne's uh, hu- ex-husband. And so she knows everything that's going on. So basically she sets up like this chicken dinner for him. Look like a good bird, mm-hmm. uh, Chappelle. I oh my gosh! Yep. She, they roasted the hell out of that chicken. Yeah. I was like, God damn, look good. <laughs> like, I look to, good. I had to pause the screen real quick. I said, Oh my gosh! And so Love steps away for a moment. And Joe's like, All right, she's gonna come back and, and kill me. And then it turns out that Love, uh, that she is like an uh, expert in the poisons, uh, and she has like nightshade. And she put it yeah. like on the handle of the knife because she knew Joe would pick it up and then it was going to go into his skin. And then she, uh, Joe is paralyzed. Yeah. So she, she, she has come in contact with the poisons before she, she had tried to like, um, I guess, um, poison her, her ex, um, to an extent. Uh, and she, but she didn't mean to kill him. You know, she was like, she poisoned, she was trying it to happens. get him to stay still. And he like, yeah, it happened. She overdosed him, you know. It happened. She bounced back. She got a new guy. But now Joe is like, I want to leave you. And so she's like, look, I figured out the dosage now. I'm just going to use this to get to get you to sit down so we can work on our marriage. Rob, she's just trying to work on a marriage that went to therapy. 
can we fault love in this moment for potentially poisoning her homicidal maniac uh, husband? Well, uh, at the same time, she also is texting Marianne, right? So that Marianne could come to the house and that she could well, yeah, she, uh, murder she Marianne. Yeah, she got to kill her. She got to yeah. kill her. I, I mean, mean, like, honest, like, I mean, if your homicidal husband is obsessed with this woman, like, your marriage isn't going to work out. There's nothing you can tell him because at the end of the day, like, he's still going to go find her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Marianne has to go. Like, uh, again, you rationalize these things. You're like, well, you can't just let her, like, yeah. leave. So Marianne yeah. comes in and, and then she's going to kill her. But then luckily Marianne's daughter has to use the bathroom and loves like, I, I can't kill her. She's lovely. I, I gotta let her, let, uh, I'll let her live. Uh, she, she can go. Um, but then the whole, the whole twist is that Joe knew that she was uh, planting this uh, nightshade. And so mm-hmm. he, uh, to knowing that she was doing this knows the antidote and i guess was like was he like building up a resistance and he took the adrenaline pills so Chappelle, was joe faking that he was paralyzed on the ground or was he only paralyzed for like a minute yeah i feel like it just hadn't kicked in you know again very cartoony but uh yeah, this happen that day that he found carries adrenaline pills. Oh, tonight is going to be the night she's going to drug me with the nightshade. And so I got to take the adrenaline pills to go because this is the night that it's going to happen. Yeah, I, well, I think this was the night he was going to leave. So it was kind of like, if she's going to try anything, it has to be tonight, you know? And so, and, and you see that throughout the season where they are, con- they don't trust each other. So they're constantly planting stuff for the other one, like just in case the other one derives something crazy. So we'll see moments where they're in this big glass box for anybody who's never really watched the show. They keep this big glass, like uh, like little pod room mm-hmm. in their basement a lot mm-hmm. of times or in the basement of the yeah, bakery. Like a glass when panic that's- room. Like a glass panic room, yeah, that they can see through at all sides. Where you can't get out of it. It's bulletproof. They keep their people in there when they don't want to really kill them or they can't figure out how yeah. to kill them. And so, like, when they built the box, you see Joe stashing away, like, a knife in there just in case he can hide it so he can get to it in case he ever ends up in the box. And you see her hiding a key in there in case she ever gets put in the box. So they never trust each other. So I feel like every day they wake up and arm themselves with, like, adrenaline and, like, hide the knife in their purse. Like, I think there, there's no point where they ever taking their eyes off each other. So that night, Joe, also, he got the a syringe of that stuff to go and then like uh just in case yeah he's ready i'm telling you he probably walks around with it on him he did no you gotta stay ready so you don't so you have to get ready rob like that's what it is wow. you know yeah and, and i mean it pays off because he's able to like jab her with all of whatever that nightshade or whatever this poison is and she you know he doesn't know the dosage so he just gives her whatever and so she's dead but on her way out rob and this is the this is the part that makes people go oh joe it's because she says you know Henry's going to know what you did. And that's their kid, right? 40. Yeah. Um, he's going to know that you did this and he's never going to respect you or love you the way you should because you killed his mom. And then she goes out and that's Joe's insecurity throughout the whole entire show is that this baby knows that I'm crazy. This baby does not mess with me. He, every time I pick him up, he cries like he hates me and we're going to raise him to be crazy just like me and his mama. And I don't want to do that. And so on her way out, she's like, you know, that one thing you're scared of, it's coming. It's coming and there's nothing you can do to stop it. And so that's why it ends. And everybody's like, oh, well, I mean, maybe Joe's not so bad. Maybe he will be a good parent. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Take the baby. Someone come get this child. Um, 
But Joe, to his credit, he ends up giving up the child. He says, you know what? I don't need these problems. First of all, parenting sucks. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. I don't want to raise this baby to be crazy. So he gets rid of it. He goes and drops her off at the at his, at his uh, random couple's house because they seem like they have an actual happy marriage and he wants them to be fine. Yeah, they were trying to adopt the baby. So uh, here's, your, here's your wish. He cut out the middleman. Cut well, the middleman. He stabbed her with a syringe and, <laughs> and like killed her. But yeah, she was the middleman. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Chappelle, uh, so many wild subplots in You Season 3. Could we talk about some of your favorite uh, storylines here in You Season 3? Yeah, let's start with my least favorite. What's that? Theo. Theo. I hate Theo. Why? The, the college kid from Stanford. Yes. Like, oh my God, I really want to sleep with this married lady. Like, let it go, kid. He had the hots it- for love. Yeah, he had the hots for love. I'm like, bro, everybody's telling you, like, she's going to kill you. Like, they weren't saying it, but like, when a woman tells you to leave them alone, just, you know, someone shows you who they are, you take them at, at face value. Okay, this, I, I am no good for you. He was like, nah, baby, be bad to me. Like, no, Theo, stupid. Like, you're good. Mm-hmm. She's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And so I hated it. I hated it. Every time Theo was on the screen, I was just like, oh, my gosh, kill, kill the kid. Kill the kid now so I don't have to stress about it. Yeah. So Theo ends up, like, uh, you know, having this connection with love. And then, like, they're hanging out. And then eventually, like, uh, they uh, they really hit it off, Chappelle. Well, you're talking about when they busted down in the ditch in the forest? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get hit, hitting it off is what you could call it, but like Theo and Love get it in in the in the forest, like in the dirt. While you know, hey, that's it, like her. feeding a stray cat. The cat's coming, going to keep coming back around. Yeah, like the next day, he's like, uh, yeah. By the way, like you know, they have their moment, and then she's like, oh god, we can never do this again. You know, like typical, you know, star-crossed lover type stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's only one time thing, please. But she's still texting out. She's still sending on winky faces. He's still flirting. He goes off to school, basically fails out of school, and everybody's like, oh, you know, he has a drinking problem. You know, he's like, oh, he's he's such a bad egg, and all this other stuff. He comes back, and he's like, no love, listen. I dropped out of school because I can't stop thinking about you. I need to be with you. I'm like, oh, here we go. The kid's going to die. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish he had killed him earlier, and he doesn't yeah. even die. He survives the whole show. I know. I can't believe that. Uh, that you know, sometimes it, it, like it, it's very fickle. Like uh, on this show, like what what kills you and what doesn't kill you. Right. One of the other subplots is a guy named Gil, who's basically Ned Flanders of <laughs> yeah. the community. He, he's like, listen. I've done nothing wrong. He has no clue. The only I, his biggest flaw is that he's an anti-vaxer, which I mean, okay. And mm-hmm. so, like, they put him in the box. They're trying to find something on him. They're trying to find any reason to kill this man because they just are trying so hard not to kill him that they're like, okay, if we find something valuable to use against him, maybe we can blackmail him into not um, like telling on us that I, I attacked him because he doesn't know they're murderers, but he does know that uh, uh, love popped him upside the head with a rolling pin, right? And so, while they're trying to the dig up dirt box. on him, right? Yeah, and put him in a, in a glass box. Like he knows they're crazy. Very so like, sus okay. at a time when the entire <laughs> town is looking for the uh, the woman who went missing, uh, and they really do explore explore the uh, uh, missing white woman syndrome. Which uh, they were ahead of the game <laughs> on the whole like uh, like uh, Gabby Petito thing. Uh, like yeah. I, like uh, I had not heard about uh, that phenomenon. Of, and you, I mean, they were this was filmed uh, months ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, no, that, first of all, that's a very common thing. But also, they were ahead of, you know, sticking anti vaxxers in a box where they can't hurt anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was interesting, too. They're like, okay, you're an anti vaxxer. You gave our kid the measles. You got to be in this glass box at least until we figure stuff out. And so I was like, okay, I can hear both sides. Um, but yeah, so they, they, they try to blackmail Gil and they can't find anything on him because he's squeaky clean. But they do find out that his son is the Aunt Becky of the U world and she's been like paying off colleges and stuff like that. And they, tr- she covered up her, uh, her, um, the, the, I'm sorry, his wife covered up the, uh, the, like, uh, salt or something like that that his yeah. son had committed on, on, on the college campus. Gil knows nothing about this. And they're like blowing his mind, like, yeah, you did this. He's like, I had no clue that any of this happened. And he's so ridden with guilt that he just goes and kills himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What could, what? Gil has the die, but Theo can just walk away scot free. Like, how, how do you pick and choose? Like, but, you know, it was yeah. convenient because they needed somebody to frame for Natalie's murder, and so it worked out. It's like this whole show is us all about like who can we kill next to blame the last murder on? Oh, for sure. It even ends with like you every know, season. Of it seems like that this is all that happens on the show. That somebody else doesn't get killed, so that then they could kill that person and then say that this person that they just killed was the person that they. That, I know you're all looking for the person who killed the last person. It was this dead person. And they tie it up with always like, and the person who died is the one who told us everything. So you can't question it. It's like, so mm-hmm. in the first season it's Beck and she has her memoirs and in her memoirs, she's like, Oh yeah. You know, that crazy time where she my, wrote a my whole therapist- book in the, in the glass case, Chappelle. No, on no, a typewriter. no, 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 no. Yeah, she on a typewriter. <laughs> like she like wrote it, hand wrote it. But yeah, they publish her memoirs where they basically outline the idea that oh yeah, I was murdered and it was my therapist who did it, and you know all Uncle this other Jesse. stuff. Uh, yeah, of, also hey, from Full House yeah. fame, right? And so, like, she blamed they blame it on Uncle Jesse, and they're like, well, we have the published book, we have like have she details mercy. all these things. Yeah, so how do you how do you blame it on anybody else? So you think okay, that happened. And I remember at the end of season one thinking about like, damn, white men get away with everything. And so I was watching the next season and it doesn't really end like that. But season three definitely like goes right back to that same mold of, you know, wouldn't it be crazy if, 
you know, the story was that love was this mass, you know, this killer and he killed, she killed Joe and burned everything down. And now the love story is the new Beck story. And it's even bigger than the Beck story. And now everybody knows everything that happened because it's all in the love story. And so, yeah, they, if they do nothing else, they're going to find a scapegoat for their murders. And now it's just Joe. He's one deep and he's mm-hmm. back on the prowl looking for, it sounds like he's looking for Marianne again. Yeah. You know, yeah. Chappelle, as a married person, uh, the um, lesson I take away from you is that ideally you want your partner to be a little jealous uh, at all times, but um, not not so jealous uh, that they kill the person that is making them jealous. And it took this show to teach you that. well i didn't know about the murder part you know i never thought about that (laughs) yeah you were always like yeah it'd be nice if nicole is jealous of me of of, like other women like looking at me and Mm -hmm. things of that nature like it'd be nice Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh wait you could actually be jealous enough to murder somebody and then like about that yeah yeah you're like oh well that's new information yeah i don't don't want that so yeah that's a good takeaway Mm -hmm. another good takeaway is like you know if you find out somebody's stalking you like just go directly to the police and just hope for the best you know (laughs) like because i mean at this point we've seen a bunch of people try to confront joe um his his ex candace definitely was like on like on a revenge tour but she never tried to kill him she just kept like telling him like i know what you did and i'm going to protect other people for you another person that should have been dead somehow like uh that there's so many times it's like uh like this person's dead. Don't worry about them. And like, uh, aha, not dead. It's because he doesn't want to kill him. He mm-hmm. feels like he has to kill certain people. That's why the glass box is there, honestly. Because if you think about it, like there are several people who end up in the glass box for more days than necessary. It's because he's trying so hard to figure out like, what do I do with you? Because if he wants to kill him, he can just open the box and kill him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there are a few people who just die by, you know, happenstance, you know, like and we're fighting over something and they fell down the stairs or, you know, they give my kid the measles. So I hit them upside the head and then they end up committing suicide, you know, taking their lives and, you know, later on, like, you know, so yeah. that's why, you know, oh. that's why, that's why people are sympathetic to Joe. I, on the other hand, do not care. So, uh, Chappelle, we'll go back to the measles thing. And then the measles really came and went, uh, this is a weird show because I'm, I'm always interested in shows if they're going to like acknowledge COVID or not. Uh, they did. Yeah. And I don't even understand why they did because they, they mentioned it like two or three times about COVID, but they said that this is, this town is so rich. Like they, maybe they got their own vaccine. Uh, like what, why did they even mention COVID? here in this story like would it have taken us out of the realness of you had they not acknowledged covid in like two or three lines of dialogue this season is a social commentary rob how <laughs> dare you they talked about the the college you know yes. scandal they talked about ripped from the uh, headlines yeah they talk ripped from the headlines they talk about anti-vaxxers then they even talk about the social implications of you know what it means to have enough money that you don't have to worry about pandemics because you're going to get the first vaccine of whatever mm-hmm. we have you're going to be mm-hmm. at the front of our list and then poor people suffer and so it's their way of like you know giving a nod to some of the okay. social issues that we deal with today so this, maybe this show is way deeper than you're giving yeah, credit uh, you're right you're you're so right because that, <laughs> you know that uh you is always on top of all the trends that maybe like in season four joe is gonna be like well i'll have to kill because today it's a bones day and <laughs> as a bones day i need to go out there and find <laughs> find that special person to kill because that's what I like do. ladies and gentlemen I do. the weekend <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's on top of all the trends. Yeah, no, I think I think you definitely wanted to make sure that they like you knew they had a stance, and and they did make a statement of like you know. Poor people don't get to not worry about that kind of stuff. Whereas some communities ain't worried about COVID today in their life. They got the oh, vaccine. Okay, bet. I'll go get it. And mm-hmm. then they got it. And now they party and they have normal, uh, yeah. you know, functions. Like everything's happening. And, and I guess it's another way of saying like, that's why we're not wearing masks. Cause these people are vaccinated. Don't worry about it. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, I guess so. They could just not like every other show just not even talks about COVID. Just pretend it doesn't happen. I wish every other show didn't talk about COVID. Sometimes I, I was watching Grey's Anatomy. I was like, God damn, you know, like, well, they're in a do we have to yeah. do this? Well, and it's cursed, you know, like mm-hmm. quite frankly, all those people are cursed. But mm-hmm. yeah, so some shows do acknowledge it. Some shows try to like, you know, record around it. Why do you only see two or three people in a scene where yeah. the cast is 50 people, The Walking Dead? But, you know, like this show was like, no, we acknowledge it exists. And now we're filming a show. Yeah. So they have to just, you know, point out that they, they took the precautions. Well, Chappelle, another thing that's uh, kind of ripped from the headlines, basically in this town uh, that J- uh, Joe and Love basically live next door to like Mark Zuckerberg. Like yeah, this a, is weird. A kind of, like a, or like kind of a fake Mark Zuckerberg. I think they mentioned Zuckerberg uh, in passing, but basically they, they live like next door to like some equivalent of Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, so his thing is surveillance and security. And so, and I would think that Mark Zuckerberg is, his thing is money. And so mm. I think they're, they're, they're similar, but they're not quite the same. Cause we, from what we understand, Matthew, who is Natalie's husband, uh, he has a security company and he's just trying to make the world a better place with all of his gadgets. And so he's got like, he's got the whole place bugged basically. Like everybody is bugged. Um, for safety reasons, I'm sure. But also, like, he has them wearing certain rings that can monitor their heart rate. Like, he's at the forefront of all the cutting-edge technology. And it doesn't even benefit him because his wife is the one who comes up missing and he can't even figure it out. Yeah. But she was having, like, the, a fling with Joe. The but one was, like, person just messing who should with yeah, yeah. The one, the one person who should have, without a shadow of a doubt, know exactly what this is, is like, oh, I, I, how did how did this happen? Like, sir... Sure, you have everybody else bugged and you missed this, but you know that's more probably a credit to Joe. He knows exactly how to get around this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, they have that whole that like that's like the whole first part of the season. Uh, like we're looking for Natalie, we end up blaming it on Gil, uh, and then after that, that's when Joe. Oh, maybe the only thing he loves more than uh, obsessing over women is books, Chappelle. See, and that's the thing. Joe does love a good book, but also another endearing quality about him is that, you know, he does like children as well. And so, like, he has been, uh, it looks like he started like an online bookstore type situation because, you know, he likes to work in used bookstores. He likes to refurbish books. And so he started like an online eBay situation so he can make money to give to the kid of the last woman that he murdered when he was in LA. Yeah. Yeah. So he does all of this. Yes, you know, as a means to, you know, entertain himself because he does like books, but also because he's trying to make money to give to Delilah's daughter, who's I think her name was Ellie, who he's been like secretly like giving money to because he ruined her life. But uh, I mean, he did say I mean, he did save her from a pedophile. So there's that. So, yeah, like like I said, Mm -hmm. two sides, Mm -hmm. two sides to the Joe story. Yeah. So we start really following Joe to his work in uh, the second half of the season where uh, he ends up uh, meeting. Marianne, uh, who is this like a library that he works at? Yeah, like he's normally in a bookstore, but this time it's a library, which you know, similar, but mm. um, he's just there trying to he's first day, first he's 
Yeah, well, first he's there trying to stalk Natalie. Let's be very clear. That's what brings him to there. And then he ends up getting the job. And then at that point, Natalie's dead. He starts noticing the librarian and being like, hey, she's hot. I wonder if I could stalk her for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, you can stalk me for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And so so he ends up getting a job there, getting very comfortable, and spending a lot of his time uh, reading books, but also stalking the librarian. Seems to be drawn to women who are happen to be drawn to toxic men. Yeah, um, yeah, I would say that. I think um, in the past, I think he's all, he likes to be like a saver, like he's a super saver, Joe, um, because he'll come in and be like, "Oh, like look at you with all your perfections," and be like, "Oh, but you need me." You need me because you have this deficit. You, you, there's something in your life missing. Somebody, yeah, <laughs> Rob, stop that. Um, there's something <laughs> in your life missing, and, and you need me to come fix it. And I am the one person who can handle this for you, and you're gonna love me for it. Joe mm-hmm. is a fixer. Yeah, you know what's Joe's love language, Chappelle? Murder. <laughs> <laughs> is that acts of service? Is that an act of service? <laughs> it's gifts. Yeah, is that a gift? <laughs> Physical, physical touch. He, all the love languages it is words of mm-hmm. affirmation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, most is of his words word? of affirmation though are in, in his inner monologue of like. Uh, yeah, well, well, since he's perfect. talking to these people, he rarely gets close enough. Stop that. He rarely gets close <laughs> enough to actually say the things in his monologue to them. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he even finds, I mean, there are women that he, that he likes that he doesn't stalk. Like he ends up hooking up with a few women, but it's just in the meantime, while, you know, while he's getting his rocks off, he's also stalking the love of his life, whoever it is that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Joe had sex with uh, three different women in season three. I mean, he's such a whore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, at some point I was like, love. I mean, if you weren't sleeping with a teenager, I'd probably tell you that you need that. You, you could do better. But, um, yeah. But I, I, <laughs> maybe uh, but, they're maybe they're made for each other. Like the you thing said. about Joe, though, that he that you know he can't fake it. You know, if, if he's not into it, he's not into it, Joe. Yeah, he's like it's very clear that he's not like into the marriage at any point uh, during out throughout the season. Like love knows it. That's why she's so suspicious of him the whole time. Like you can tell his heart's not in it. I mean, even the fact that he just dips out for you know. Uh, hours at a time to go sit out in people's parking lots outside their house and just like and like masturbate like some like super mega creep you know like it's like sir people are gonna catch on and also ill stop that you know so you right. know it, you right. can tell you can tell when his heart's not in it yeah I mean <laughs> just uh, that yeah. it blows my mind that people are uh, Joe stands when. When Joe breaks into Marianne's house, and then we find out that, uh, uh maybe, it, oh, you know, actually, no, Joe, when Joe broke into Marianne's, uh, ex-husband's house, and then found the dirty pictures of Marianne, and then, uh, was a master of his own domain, or I guess was not master <laughs> of his own domain, uh, to the Her photos. domain, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, Jeez, this is your hero? This yeah. is your, is this your, this is your guy, Brian Scally. <laughs> is this your king? This is your yeah. king, Joe. To Joe's credit, he did leave the photos behind. He just used them first. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, the mental gymnastics people will go through to get Joe, like, uh, like to, to stand Joe. I will never understand it because I, I hate him so, so much. But I will say, yeah, Marianne. 
I mean, that's a baddie. Uh, Tati Gabriel or yeah. Gabrielle. She, oh my gosh. What else has she been in? Joe, uh, she was in Sabrina. Wow. I, I was the first time I saw her. She was in uh, the Netflix series, uh, Sabrina, or the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, she's amazing. So like, if you got to find somebody to stalk, I'm not saying stalk anyone, oh. but I was like, Joe, I, again. She was a voice I in the say, Emoji movie. Your favorite movie. <laughs> like, wow, look at us. We just keep coming full circle here. Yeah, look, all the connections. Joe yeah. Goldberg bringing us back mm-hmm. to the Emoji movie. <laughs> what Do you know her character in the Emoji movie? She Which was emoji was Addy? Oh, that's not an emoji, is it? Mm. I don't think that's an emoji. I don't know. I thought she was gonna be like the hard eyes emoji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a baddie. Um, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe, <laughs> Joe, uh, Joe knows how to find like you know a decent woman when it comes to like looks. They are they are above average. <laughs> Joe mm-hmm. Joe don't miss a lot of times. I, a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I guess the uh, women must love his intensity. I don't think he comes off intense to them. I think when he like when he gets to the women that he wants, he's very like like almost deer in the headlights with them. He does he's not like a good flirt. And he's done so much research on them that they just feel like they have so many commonalities. Like it's like, oh, you know, this is your favorite, you know, your favorite cake. And she's like, oh, it is my favorite cake. Like, look at this guy. He just mm-hmm. knows exactly my, like, he knows my love language. He's like, because he Googled it and he's been hacking all your stuff and he's sleeping under your bed. Like, Joe sucks. <laughs> um, you know, um, there's a storyline in season two, I think, or maybe, it, maybe it's season yeah. one. Do you, um, where um, the first woman he's stalking that we see uh, is Beck, Beck. And she has a best friend named Peach. Yes. And Joe hates Peach. And, his hatred for Peach comes from like the fact that Peach one sees through him, but also Peach um Peach is in love with Beck as well. Yes. You come to find out that later, right? And so um <laughs> so what ends up happening is Joe knows that Peach runs every day. Yeah, and he goes and, and, and he and he sneaks up behind her and bludgeons her, right? No, Rob, he trains for weeks so that he can sneak up and sneak up and bludgeon her on this particular like Joe is not athletic at all. He does he's a book person, he does not work out. Yeah. But because he has to chase Peach through the forest to bludgeon her on a path that no one will see, he is training like a marathon runner every day. Just I hate running, I hate running, I hate running. Until the fi- the day where he's finally fast enough to catch her because he knows she runs at the same time every week or whatever. And then he finally bludgeons her, and you're like, I mean, look at Joe putting his mind to something, yeah. you know, keeping his eye on but the prize. Die, right? Not that, not in that yeah, moment. Not, not, I mean, eventually, yeah. I mean, eventually she did. Sometimes yeah, it but, takes uh, like more than one time to, you know, kill these people. Right, right, yeah. But I mean, just the 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 the, the amount of this, like tenacity it takes to like, oh, I gotta go like train like Rocky so that I can check ch- catch this woman. Mm-hmm. Like, you could shoot her, you know. That, that kind of stuff happens in normal television shows. But Joe's like, no, no, no. I have a plan, and it has to happen like this. Or the plan won't work, and so I, I thought that was actually pretty funny—not her death, but the idea that he got—he went to go train like for an Iron Man just so that he can catch her running in the forest. That was very funny to me. Mm-hmm. Chappelle, uh, we haven't talked enough about uh, Carrie and Sherry, who are the uh, sort of like the uh, it couple of this town that they live in. Where Sherry is a mommy blogger; uh, she uh, runs like a, a big blog. Everybody. Uh, is following her lead on things. Carrie, he is uh, sort of like the head of all of the like uh, married guys of the neighborhood. He is very into uh, hacking his body. Yeah, this is the wildest power couple of all time. 
Uh, but I love them. I want them to have everything nice in life. I want them to have uh, a movie, a video game. I want it all because they are utterly ridiculous. Isn't a spinoff? Uh, uh, yeah, give them a spinoff and a, ma- a movie. I want all of it. You know, because uh, they are wild. Like they were the comedic timing for the entire c- series. Uh, because Sherry is so over the top. She's definitely like a real housewife type, where she's you know a socialite and she's messy. And she's power hungry and she knows what she wants and she knows how to get in. I love her. She's gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Uh, I was like, Joe, stalk her. She's amazing. But, um, you know, then there's Carrie, who is her counterpart, who's equally you crazy. He'd rather he, F a cactus. Yeah. I was like, Joe, please. Uh, but anyway, like, mm. that's disrespectful. Yeah. That's, that's disrespectful because Sherry is beautiful. But anyway, um, and I think he had already been obsessed with something else, you know, yeah. but I guess he didn't like her personality. You know, if he goes digging no. up, uh, you know, all around, her, he, you know, in her Joe business, is not a physical, uh, you know, he is into, he has to like really be all about like the, the person. He has to really like the personality. Yeah. Even though he only, he doesn't actually meet them before he falls in love with them. So it's like, you don't really know their personality. Like mm-hmm. I think eventually he ends up killing Beck because he was like, you know, you're not even right. This is as much as I thought you were. Like I really thought you was perfect. Yeah. And you know about really. looks, Joe. Yeah, yeah, no, he's deeper than that. Look at that. Look at look at you coming around to the Joe Goldberg. <laughs> I mean, he's never gone after any woman who's not like uh, conventionally like super attractive. But yeah, yeah, he's not only into looks. Let's just mm-hmm. say that he's not yeah. shallow. Um, but yeah, they're amazing. Carrie is wild. Um, he is a super douche. And and it's and it's his whole personality and it's all he can do. And they befriend Joe in love. Like they they really find the other next craziest couple in the in the in the town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just that this couple is homicidal. You know? Yeah. Uh Carrie consistently cracked me up every time he was on the screen. Uh like all of the different like uh his everything he was eating, uh from like uh everything he was doing with his body to the uh the the men's group that he runs that he gets uh Joe to come on the uh guys trip. Yeah, it's wild. The the guys trip is is foolish. It's it's like the men's group is like they're under duress. They don't know how to tell him no. They're just like, well, we all do this because Carrie says so. He's the biggest guy. He's like the alpha of the town. And so he just invites Joe on this uh, like soul finding mission, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, in the woods. They go out there. They do manly things. They deprive themselves of food. They wear their underwear around each other. Carrie, Carrie's a little bisexual, too. So let's just be very clear. He's trying to get Joe naked. Um, and he's been flirting with Joe for a long time, but they do well, have this bonding moment. Yeah, Carrie says that that's the fully optimized man is the bisexual man. Look at Carrie. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, woke, well, woke king. <laughs> yeah, but Joe tries to say later that he thinks that Carrie might just be Carrie sexual. He's just uh, only into himself. Yeah, Carrie, Carrie likes what he likes. A lot of that is just Carrie. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Chappelle, I loved a storyline also where then, um, so uh, Sherry and Carrie are into the lifestyle. Yeah, they some freaks. Yeah, well, apparently, <laughs> so everybody is in the suburbs. Well, they say, like, you make this much money, you, you, you boy, you, you try it. You know, they say everybody's tried the lifestyle at least once, mm-hmm. but... What it, what it comes down to is Sherry and Carrie. They don't they don't try the lifestyle. They live the, they lifestyle. Live the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So and looking back throughout the season, it does look like Sherry might have been flirting with love throughout. You know, mm-hmm. but we know Carrie definitely was flirting with Joe. Yeah, Chappelle. I did feel like that this was a little bit out of nowhere. Like I got what Joe was doing there, but did love really feel like that? Oh, okay. Joe is bored in our marriage, and so okay, that this trying out the lifestyle is going to get Joe's. Uh, juices going. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I if you really think about it, I, I, no, I don't think so, honestly, because I think she's super jealous. But I think in in the lifestyle, you're able to say like, okay, we're doing this together, so now I can monitor, and you know, like, and we can sign off on the couples that we choose or the the women that we choose. And so for for love, you like, look, you like looking for other women. Let's do it together. You you mm-hmm. wanna you wanna you know you wanna you wanna you in bring your in world. A, you, not not all the way in your world like that's not where you stock, are stock women yeah, yeah. <laughs> like meet you where you are yeah. right but yeah she like you know you you like looking at other women he does have a, a wandering eye we've talked about that so let's bring some in mm-hmm. um, and so and and Sherry is her best friend in the in the neighborhood which is wild but it, it's true so she's like well who else would I do this with like around here and so she's trying to spice it up she's like yeah. let's let's add a little flair. Uh, and Joe's, Joe's not against it. He's like, okay, I mean, I'll, I'll have sex with you um, or and Carrie. That's fine. But, but you know, I won't have sex with, Sher- with Sherry. Like, it's not happening. <laughs> but he did. Um, but, yeah. yeah, but what was, and then Joe's like, okay, well, this will be great. This will be great because this will be the end of our marriage. Uh, like, is it, is it, he just went along with it because he felt like, oh no, there's no way love can handle this, and this will be the basically like uh, once once this happens, then I'll just be able to get a divorce. Yeah, and it's so stupid that he said the the divorce word to her. Like, you said the D word. Mm-hmm. Like, you said that to this the person who kills people. Yeah. Like, you need to be prepared that this is a one one blood in blood out. She's gonna like, take half <laughs> his uh, murder me- mementos. She's gonna take half his body and chop it up. Like she's she's going to kill you. Stop it. Like who gets wait, who gets the glass box in the um, in the in the divorce settlement? Like I think it's in the bakery. I think that she it's hers. I don't know. It's California. Don't you split everything in half? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know the I don't know the laws out there. Yeah. I try to avoid all things uh murderers and all things marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have not looked into it, Chappelle. I don't know. Okay. Just saying. Yeah. Not in California no more. So it's not. It's none of your business out mm. there. <laughs> yeah. Um. But they overheard uh, love blurt out that uh, they murdered Natalie, and so Carrie and Sherry, uh, they are going to try to make a run for it. But that was a bad move. Oh, well, I mean, what's the play here? Hey, it's party time! <laughs> Get back here, you two. I mean, they tried that. 
They were like, okay, we're gonna do the highest party time. We'll lure, like we'll, we will like them lower their defenses and then we'll get out of here. I think the issue too is that Carrie is the, he thinks he's the alpha. So he's like, okay, push gonna shove. You like get their, 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 you know, get their defenses down. And then I'm going to attack, you know, like I'm the big guy. Joe can't take me. Uh, Joe did take him. Yeah, he'd be shocked. I and mean, he was shocked because Joe did handle him. Um, but on I multiple think occasions. The, that was the idea. That like, I, if it comes down to it, because, you know, Carrie said he's unkillable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Joe's like, well, hold my beer. Let's try. Let's see what's going to happen here. Yeah. And to Carrie's credit, he does survive this interaction. Uh, but yeah, it gets kind of hairy here. Um, they end up uh, fighting their way out of this. Uh, they both end up in the box. Um, gunshots are, yeah. you know... <laughs> <laughs> so they're not shooting people's ears off yeah, shooting so people's thighs Carrie and Sherry in the box was one of the highlights of the season because uh, the, and love is basically the one that gives them the ultimatum of like oh, here's a gun like whoever kills the other one we're gonna let out yeah she was lying she's like okay whoever kills the other one we're gonna pin this on you after we kill you like mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's what they do right like they try to like stage the next thing and but love has gone like she's gone off the rails here like she's her and joe are not working in sync with sherry and carrie because at the end of the day love doesn't have anyone else to talk to about her marital issues so she keeps going back to <laughs> sherry like girl you wouldn't believe what Joe did. And Sherry like, girl, what? What happened? And she's like, I, you know, Joe, he be tripping so much and I think he wants a divorce. And Sherry's like, oh, you should kill him. You are mm-hmm. homeless on a maniac. You should kill him. I'll help you. We can get the hell out of here. Like, well, who needs husbands? What are you talking about? Carrie can die too. Matter of fact, give me the gun. I'll kill him. So it's very funny to see Sherry as like the, the what is it? The tiger backed against the wall. Mm-hmm. Like you don't ever want to put that person in the corner because they're going to fight their way out. So Chappelle, were you surprised then did, uh, Sherry and Carrie just never say anything, but because they basically like go on the road with like this story being in the cage or what did, did their version of the events fit into what Joe put in the love, uh, basically manifesto that they put out. I mean, they put out the love manifesto. They're, they're the clout. You know, so mm-hmm. Joe leaves the house to burn down with like the pieces there, but Sherry and Carrie are the ones who can put the puzzle together for you. Right? So like, oh yeah, and and they're the they're the sole keepers of the puzzle. Because did Joe so, ever go back to the bakery and see them, or it was just like it was Love the only one that had interaction with them? So I guess I, I guess uh, I guess Love is the psychopath, and Joe was sort of like uh, <laughs> along for it. But Joe's dead now, so yeah, Joe didn't want to kill him. He didn't. He didn't want to kill them, and neither did Chit. And, and Love really didn't want to kill them either. And that's how they ended up escaping. They ended up finding the key that you and I talked about earlier that Joe had hidden. Or no, I think that so, Love so had hidden. Joe in the hit box. a different key, and then yeah, I guess they Love must have hit a key. Yeah, hit a key also. Yeah. they hacked the hacked Joe hit, marriage. Joe hit a key in the box, and yeah. then uh, and well, in like the railing of the box, and then Love hit a key in like the bottom the coffee, of a little yeah. like coffee yeah been in the box and so that was how sherry ended up getting them out of there and now they are the ones who can tell the story they can make all the money off of the, the, the love story that, yeah it's her best friend you know so it's like my best friend was a homicidal maniac or my best friend was murdered by joe Goldberg. you know whatever the story is they're the ones who can spin it and this is right up their alley because if nobody else could use this clout it's these two people mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I loved it. I love Sherry and Carrie. I mean, I, every every second of it, even that freaky shit. Yes, yes, they were they great. Give it to me. They were great. All that stuff. Um, yeah, Joe is also on another side mission in the season where he is going to go and screw things up with Marianne's husband, and so that Marianne's husband has a substance abuse issue, and so he is in <laughs> rehab, and Joe comes up <laughs> with this plan that they are going to. He's going to 
put a bunch of different uh, narcotics in the guy's uh, workout shakes to get him to fall off the wagon. And uh, this ends up backfiring in Joe's face. Yeah. And this is one of those moments where, because like, a second ago I laughed and I didn't laugh at the man having substance abuse issues. I laughed because the story is so wild when you think about it, because Joe is saying like, okay, if I can get him off the wagon again, then that'll get them like, that'll get him. Uh, I, I think he'll lose custody of the child, right? Cause yeah. he's, he's got Marianne's child and he wants to move to New Jersey. And if he, if he, he moves to New Jersey, Marianne's moving to New Jersey and I can't stalk her anymore. Cause I'm stuck here with love. And so, um, <laughs> so Joe starts to, you know, drop nar- narcotics into his power sh- in his shake and all this other stuff. And it's not working. It's not working the entire time. And Joe was like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, he should be off the wagon. He should be a mess somewhere. Like, everybody told me he was, like, completely screwed up and drugged out. Turns out, no, he's never just, he never got off the drugs. So you're yeah. just like, he's already been microdosing this whole time. <laughs> so you're just, like, adding a little, a little something, some extra on top. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I actually appreciate that storyline. That's actually pretty funny. Yeah, it was a funny turn. And then uh, Joe ends up uh, murdering that guy after uh the, the he that guy's like tapped into the legal system and then Marianne can't get to see her daughter and so uh Joe ultimately is going to kill that guy uh what are they that, that that's the one body they just like eh we'll just leave that one uh they'll make it look like a mugging yeah, it was a mugging. Look, it was like, it's very simple. Nobody, nobody cares about this guy. He's on drugs and stuff. So it'd be very easy for people to believe that, like, it's him. Yeah, he did it. You know, and again, this isn't a white woman, right? So it's like, oh, look, like, if it was, if it's, uh, Natalie, it's like a nationwide search. This is like, oh, here's his mug. He was like a news anchor, though. Yeah, they didn't care. Uh, or, but, you know, mugging sounded like it was believable for him, especially because of, you know, his nefarious activity in the drug world. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, as, per the show. Um, but I, I enjoyed this storyline despite hating Joe throughout all of it. This is one of the po- the times where people point to like, see, Joe killed a bad person. He was doing drugs. He was trying to steal this woman's child. Like, and, like, and like force her out of the, this, this, uh, parental relationship that she has with her kid. Like Joe was doing the Lord's work. Some say, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, 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 that's not how this works. But some people argue that Joe only kills bad people. Hmm. This season, could you say, did Joe only kill? I mean, Joe, Love killed more people than Joe. Uh, and Joe, Joe killed, killed Love. love. Uh, Rob. Um, um, I, it sounds like you might be a Joe stand. I mean, Joe but, but I mean, going back to the first, I mean, was Beck a bad person? I mean, he did think she was a bad person. He For thought what? she was bad. Just because she wasn't that great? Next. She, she did kind of suck. She was cheating on him uh, with the therapist. Um, you know, she had some things going on that Joe didn't love, and and, and there are no, there are no, there are Joe stands, but there are no Beck stands. Like I don't know, they do a really good job yeah. of making you not care that she's dead in season one. Were you surprised Joe didn't kill Theo? Yeah, and I was, I was, I was asking Joe to kill Theo. <laughs> you wanted him to kill Theo. I was like, well, since you didn't kill all the people I like, like yeah, kill kill Theo because mm-hmm. Theo is about to ruin your life. And like, I was like, am I rooting for Joe or am I just rooting against Theo? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm shocked. And you know, Joe, like I said, Joe has a soft spot for kids. He felt like Theo was in over his head. I mean, Theo was an adult, but he's like 19 years old, and he had fallen in love with love. Yeah, and she's crazy. And so Joe's like, I can relate, Theo. Like I too fell in love with this crazy person. So let me save you from this and mm-hmm. so yeah in the moment where he could have killed theo and just sent them to the hospital you know he, he wanted to give the kid a fighting chance did you like when joe cut his own toes off 
No, what? Joe has lost so many like random appendages. I think he, they cut off his finger in the second season. Like, because they uh, put it back oh, on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He owed a guy money, right? <laughs> yeah, the loan shark. He well, Joe stole someone's identity who owes somebody's money, and so when the person came looking for their money, they're like, "You're Will." He's like, "I'm not Will." It's like you just said you were Will. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not the Will you thought I was." He's like, you are definitely that Will. And so he chopped off Joe's finger. This time, he chopped off a th- a, a couple of toes. I believe they said. And then uh, left left the house to burn down. So that was like his last, re- like that was his way of saying that, like, oh look, love chopped me up. Like she's been chopping up these other people. Uh, and so that's how, why he did it. But no, I didn't love that. That's that's nasty. It seemed like overkill <laughs> that he put the toe in a pie, put the pie in the oven, and burnt the house down. Yeah, and they're like, we found a toe. Oh, where'd you find it? In in a pie. It's like, oh, that love. She's she's the worst. Like mm-hmm. like the yeah. the pie killer. Yeah. You know, uh, it, this well, pie uh, a bit stodgy, if you ask me. Uh no handshake. Oh <laughs> exactly. No handshake for you. Um uh, is it because she's a Did baker? Maggie make this? It, yeah. Oh no, Maggie would do Maggie would work wonders <laughs> in that pie. Like Nick no was saying, she put her whole foot in it, <laughs> some would say. Um, but is this because she's a baker? Is it because stop laughing, Rob? This is stupid. <laughs> um, is it because love is a baker? Uh, he put the th- the toe in the pie, and she's like the crazy baker lady, you know. Um, yeah, I guess like, I, I mean, didn't did understand love the just pie. Have a pie ready to go in the oven. I don't know, I but like, why dessert? did you put it in yeah. the pie? Like, what was that about? Like, we found this 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 toe with like boysenberry on it, so it has to be her, you know. Yeah, completely gluten free. Like, who checked the pie for DNA evidence? Like, uh, like you got it. Like, they're not just like doing. They don't have like, uh, like a Ghostbusters like DNA meter. Like, they could like, oh, yeah. check the pie. Uh, somebody's got to like test the. Like, there's a burnt pie in the oven. Maybe they're like, there must be some significance to this pie in the oven. Check it for DNA. She was a, she was a baker. Let's mm. let's get in there and see what we can find. And they're like, oh, a toe. Like, <laughs> beyond our wildest imagination. And when we said check for DNA, we, we didn't we didn't know you you know you meant this. Mm, yeah, yeah. Chappelle, I forgot he put the toe in the pot. That's yeah, so silly. That's gross. Um, yeah, <laughs> Chappelle. Season four, we get that Ugh. we see Joe in Paris. Do we think that how? The, uh, so, I don't know how. No, seriously. Joe has lied about his name yep. at least twice throughout yep. the season. Yeah. The series. Mm-hmm. Now Joe, the Joe that the the you know sure. re- regular Joe, yep. the original Joe yep. is dead. Like mm-hmm. we know that there's it's it's a big deal. Everybody's talking about it. Remember the Beck story, I mean the the love story is being yep. told everywhere. Yeah. How does this man with no identity get no out toes. of the country? Yeah. Like in in a, in a post COVID world, he mm-hmm. was able to get to France without any identity shenanigans, mm-hmm. shenanigans, shenanigans. It's a good I can't question. get into Walmart yeah. without a mask on, <laughs> and he and he could just get through I the airport. The mask like, maybe help uh, conceal his identity. They make you take it off at the airport. They're like, "Show me your face mm. and give me your passport with your social security number and all your well, identifying how did he information." Get to Will's ID in season two. I don't remember. That was like two, yeah. three years ago. But you know, but that was uh, he did a lot of work to do that. And also, he Will was still alive. Like Will was still a person. He was just kind of like using Will's identity, um, his name and stuff. But he had Will like in the little box. Um, oh. But now he doesn't have an alias. So I wonder, know what I want to know when season four starts. Y'all have to show me all the hoops he went through to manage to get on a plane in a post COVID world all the way to Paris to start a new life hunting Marianne. Yeah. If anybody could figure out, it's Joe. He's very Probably. resourceful, Chappelle. Yeah, he's basically the Netflix MacGyver. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Yeah, if he can't do it, no one can. Why did he go to so Paris? He, that's where Mary Ann was going. So after her husband, um, ex-husband, father of her child, baby daddy, whatever, after he dies, she realizes I don't have to go to Jersey now with my child. I'll get custody and I'll go back home because originally she had lived she had lived in Paris before. And so her dream was always to go back to Paris, but she didn't want to leave her kid. Yeah. Joe was like, Oh, well, you know, we could run off to Paris together. And Marianne was feeling Joe. She's like, Yeah, we could. So mm-hmm. once Marianne finds out, Love tells her everything. Like, Joe's crazy. Like, run, girl, run. I'm assuming Marianne ran. She went off to Paris or whatever. Or at least we are led to believe that. And we are led to believe that Joe has chased her across international waters all the way to Paris. You think he's going to find her in season four or is like season four going to be like, it's, it's like how I met your mother and he's like going to meet like four <laughs> other women like on the way to go find Marianne. I really hope so because like, listen, as much as I don't want him killing other random like women who have done nothing to anybody, I really don't want him to kill Marianne. So I'm hoping that she gets far away from him um, as far away from him as possible. Like I hope he's in Paris and she just decided to go to Jersey. Right. And like it never even comes up um, that, like that they never even bring him bring her back up um because we know he has a wandering eye so i mean there's no there's uh, there's no way i take it off the table that he just finds a different a, a replacement marianne before he actually finds the real one Chappelle, i want to talk about something that bothers me and i don't know you could tell me like rob you're you're a crazy person uh, this sh- this shouldn't bother mm-hmm. you tell me if you have a valid point so joe is the narrator of this show. Okay. We're in Joe's mm-hmm. head. Sometimes even he seems to be like, uh, even like, uh, I don't know if necessarily all knowing, but, um, he's basically telling us everything that's going on. But a lot of times we're seeing things that Joe doesn't know about things that mm-hmm. are going on. Does, uh, does that, does that bother you at all? Well, like stuff is happening behind Joe's back. Yeah. I mean, not really like again i'm rooting against him at every turn so i'm like oh thank god this is one thing that's going to keep him away from you but like you know i think that sometimes he gets caught up i mean he's got a lot of things to balance he's got a lot of balls to juggle he's got a marriage he's got a kid he's he's like stalking somebody like where do you find the time to do your due diligence all the time so did was it a betrayal of the audience at all in the in the finale of the season that basically it was like we're getting like joe's like uh like inner thoughts in his head as it's all going on but then we it's like that like oh i didn't tell you i i actually took the antidote before i came into the came into the house yeah i don't love that but you gotta find a way to do storytelling that's not always linear i was offended though i was like you could have told me joe Joe, yeah you lied to us like how do we trust you the the people that stand you should be offended i'm offended and i don't Mm -hmm. even like you Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can see a, I can see that as well. You know, the one thing I do appreciate from Joe is that he don't kill black women. I've yet to see it. Hmm. He slept with a few of them, but he ain't killed one. Okay. So maybe, maybe, maybe Marianne will be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. All right, Chappelle, I anything else that. about you, season three, that you want to talk about? You season three? Uh, no, I think that covers most of it. Like again. You know, Natalie is the reason that we start the season, but by the end, it's really just the Mr. and Mrs. Smith of it all. The Joe versus love. Uh, the uh, who who are are they going to survive? Are they going to make the marriage happen? Of course, they're not. Like yeah. they're serial killers. Somebody has to go. The and, Natalie you know, thing was still so wild. It was like Joe just like Joe like uh, sees a random woman like uh, mm-hmm. she's the one. Maybe it's her. I'll have to see. She, uh, it was like yeah. that's it. 
she, well, she flirted with him too. So mm-hmm. like the Beck thing felt worse. Like when it was Beck, I was like, Beck is not even worried about this man. Season one, it was like days where he's just like outside our house, like uh being the master of his own domain and like, you know, things of that nature for just episode upon episode. And she has no clue who he is or she's like bumped into him once or twice. And so she's trying to figure him out. Natalie was flirting with him. She was dropping book hints and all kinds of stuff and making eyes at him across condoms, the room. Yeah. She she legit walked up on him, stalking her, and gave her gave him condoms. It was like, listen, you know, in case you ever need these. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so you know, it wasn't like he didn't have any yeah. feedback from Natalie. Like I said, the the Beck thing was more jarring for me than anything. You know who's the worst character uh, besides Joe? Besides Joe, season, yeah. I was like, um, <laughs> uh, Grandma Dottie. Uh, she was useless. <laughs> she was useless. They could have oh. they could have cut all of her stuff from the season. Yeah, it was kind of. It was like they, that was their way of humanizing love to mm-hmm. say like, look at how crappy her parents are. Like her mom sucks, um, and they, they want to keep the money away from the. They we already knew their parents suck. Let's be very clear. So in the previous season, forty, her brother, uh, it, it comes out that forty thought he murdered somebody, and so uh, they covered it up. The family just covers up all of forty's mistakes with all their endless amount of money. Turns out, love actually killed that person, and the family still covered it up because love pinned it on forty. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But so this season we see the mom. She's like, I'm trying to be grandma. I want to be in the mix, and so she's she's babysitting the kids sometimes. But she's also making sure that love knows that like I'm not only a trash parent to you as a child, I am still your trash parent. Um, love tries to start a bakery, and she's like, I need money, you know, startup money. This is a family that has money. Let's what's up on the money? And her mom's mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, about that. Uh, we got some bills and some weird things happening with the funds. Don't worry about it. Then the woman goes and buys a vineyard. Mm-hmm. I was like, Lady, what? I thought we was broke. She burned it. Yeah, just to burn it. Mm-hmm. Wild. So it's like, yeah. So yeah, yeah. At every turn, they had to let you know, like, well, you might yeah. hate love, but can't you see where she's coming from? And the worst part was when she stole the baby and then went to the drive-through. <laughs> yeah, that was stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't know what I was more annoyed at, like her stealing the baby or jo- or Joe taking the baby on all his stalking missions and then complaining about the baby not liking him. Like you're the baby sees you stalking these women, Joe. Like how yeah. he's like, I don't want my baby to be a monster. He's in the car. Why was I mean, Joe remember this. so bent out of shape that the baby wasn't a girl? <laughs> oh, because like it was like, oh, I thought he was having a girl. That's fine. The baby won't grow up to be like me because mm-hmm. girl. But I think when he's like, oh, no, it's a boy. It's little Joe. Like, I see mm-hmm. that this baby could be as crazy as I am. And then they named the baby 40. Well, nicknamed the baby 40. Yeah, it's like so, middle name, I think. Jo- yeah, and Joe's like, don't call the baby that. 40 was nuts. Mm-hmm. Or at least 40, at least, well, 40 was not nuts. 40 was a wild mess. I don't think 40 was nuts. I think the issue Joe has with 40 is that 40 did the same thing that Love does at the end of this season. On his way out, 40 says, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Y'all are crazy. Love, you're never going to raise a good child. Joe is nuts. Then 40 dies. And so mm-hmm. I think those words, every time it's he hears 40, yeah, every time he hears 40 or the number 40, I'm sure it's just very triggering mm-hmm. in certain like locations, uh, watching certain television shows. But he just thinks back to like, man, that, thing, that guy thinks I'm going to suck as a parent. And also, kid hates me. The kid mm-hmm. was kind of like, uh, what did, didn't the fortune teller or like the shaman person or whatever say that like 40 was the baby reincarnated? Somebody uh, said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The baby, the baby has forty in him. So he's like, "Well, duh, the kid hates the kid hates me. Like he knows I'm crazy." Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, 40, 40 was wild. Yeah, I'm, I miss forty. Yeah, he popped up. <laughs> he popped up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Chappelle, mm. it's that time. Got to think about yeah. what what are we doing next? 
And mm-hmm. we we could take a look at the Netflix top ten as of recording time. Here, you was still number one on Netflix I top ten. It's a great choice. It, mm-hmm. it, it's still beating Squid Game. Squid Game had Squid it Game had its two. moment. I'm sorry. Yeah, Squid Game is two. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's no slouch. But you know, Squid Game was like a phenomenon that just happened. But yo, you has been consistent. Okay, so it's back to claim its spot as the top. Um, you know, and so we have to find out what we want to do next. And I'm not gonna lie to you, the top ten is bleak right bleak. now. Uh, yeah. So like, first of all, Riverdale is on here. Kirsten and Mary talk about it, and I ask yeah. them every time they tell me they talk about it. Why? And I beg them to stop. We will not be covering Riverdale on this podcast. We don't, we don't need to be covering Riverdale. They they do an amazing job, and Kowski if you're still cast, watching this, check it out. Yeah, and if you're still watching that show, love yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, because I know that show is draining you, draining your life force. Yeah. Um, Coco Melon, Coco Melon, top ten. Are are we ever going to do a Coco Melon week? Are you going to bring on Dominic as our guest? Maybe or Anthony too might old? be more in the. Uh, you think? Drink. Do you think Anthony would be good on the podcast? No, uh, Dominic would be better on the podcast. I might, might be a uh, look. Uh, maybe we get uh, they could do a segment. Yeah, I mean, because if you really think about it, when, uh, you're like, okay, Chappelle, who's our guest? And I'm like, it's Anthony. And he's like, hey, Frank, Chappelle, thank you for having me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also in the top ten right now, Night Teeth, uh, Lady Vampires movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, trending on Netflix, uh, Sex, Love, and Goop. Are you interested in seeing what Gwyneth Paltrow is up to? Uh, I do like GP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know what Goop is. Uh, That's her I mean, lifestyle brand. I mean, basically, yeah, like, I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow is kind of like uh, Sherry in uh, the town. She like blogs and tells women uh, a bunch of uh, crazy stuff to do. Yeah, I still haven't... Uh, like forgiving Gwyneth Paltrow for her stint on Glee and that cover that she did of F.U. by CeeLo. So, mm. you know, until she, until she uh, apologizes for that, she won't know peace. Okay. Um, All right. And as always, we're always interested in hearing your suggestions about what we should cover. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're rounding up October. There are a ton of things on Netflix. Again, you, you all, we're not just talking about new shows. We're not just talking about, we're talking about like old shows. We're talking about mm-hmm. movies, Netflix originals. So if there's something out there that we should be taking this, like, theme, like I guess what this looks yeah. like a lull yeah. in, um, you Chappelle, know, in popular shows, what, what we should about, be exploring. Those. Did you see the trailer for that reality show that they don't, the people don't even know that they're on a reality show? Yeah, I mean, Brian Scally's name has come up a few times. Uh, he's definitely uh, pitched himself as the guest to talk about insiders. I believe that's insiders, the name of the show. Yes. Right. Is that yeah. interesting to you? I mean, the premise does sound interesting, comma, but I've heard maybe mixed reviews about the show in full. So maybe we could talk about the first episode and I might watch the whole thing, but I don't know if we necessarily need to watch the whole thing based off of the information I heard, but maybe I'll give Scally a call and see if he'll come on and talk about it okay. with us. All right. So we want to hear your suggestions. Of course, I'm at Rob Sisternino. Uh, you can check out uh, Chappelle's underscore show or at nothing but R H A P. Yes. 
uh, tweet the intern. They'll figure out something and they'll, you know, go back and forth with them about it and they will talk to you about whatever, you know, their opinion is. Or maybe they'll just send us an email or something with all the list, with the entire list or save it in their bookmarks. I don't know how they get down, but yeah, tweet nothing but Netflix, follow nothing but, I'm sorry, tweet nothing but RHAP, mm-hmm. follow us on Twitter and all that good stuff. And yeah. we'll, we'll try to get to your suggestions as soon as we can. You know, should we have like a more formal like release during like should we do like an Instagram live on Wednesday and like announce like to like uh like make the final decision? I think that would be fun. Yeah, we can do. We can spice this up. We, yeah. we got nothing but time. I, nothing like but that, Netflix. I would like nothing to incorporate like some, some sort of like midweek. Like, all right, it's the moment of truth. Like, uh, we're gonna do the reveal of what's gonna yeah. what's coming on because we could do it in the podcast. But like, say something could blow up by Thursday that we don't even know about. Right, like when we like do the reveal, and then like all the listeners are like, "You idiots! You like you should really be talking about Coco Melon this week. It's wild." You're like, oh, yeah. I'll go. okay, yeah. we have to pivot." You know, so I think that'd be cool. It's interactive. I like that. Okay. So yeah, let's let's do something big. Let's do this all the time. I like this. Right. All right. So Chappelle, uh, what do you got coming up this week? Rob, I have a lot of stuff coming up this week. Uh, every week, honestly. But last week was so busy. I was on like a billion podcasts, it felt. Um, and thank you to all of those people who invited me on the podcast. If you listen to this and you and, and you and you want me, you, so you want to book me, stop podcasts. it. Rob, cut it out. I thought you were just podcasting <laughs> with me. No, no but I was podcasting anything. with you. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's you. You know, um, but yeah, I, I got reached out to by uh, uh, Craig Elston over at the 619 Sports. Um, and he has a podcast called Crossing Streams where I went on there and talked about Midnight Mass. Yes. Uh, which is another Netflix series. I watched the whole thing. Uh, it was amazing. The writing was amazing. I've heard mixed reviews about uh, from other people, but for me and Craig, we enjoyed it. So we talked about it on Crossing Streams. So you can check that out if you haven't already done it. It's, you know, wherever you get your podcast. Um, and follow Craig on Twitter at 619 Sports. Uh, he's, uh, he's doing big stuff over there. Um, also, uh, I was on the Shit 90 Shows Taught Me podcast yes. uh, with Sarah, Sarah Ferguson and, and Jess Sterling talking about uh, Boy Meets World. Uh, I believe it was season four, episode five, Shallow Boy. Um, where we got into that. It's one of my favorite episodes of TV. So it was a, t- it was a, a blast, uh, every week talking about never have I ever with Sasha Joseph on silent podcast. And so we're, um, moving through season two and the walking dead is still a thing that's happening. And so every wow. week I'm talking about that with Josh Wiggler and AJ Mass and just, Jessica, uh, Jessica Lee's. So that's fun on post show recaps. Uh, and then also on post show recaps, this week, I have another podcast. Well, technically it started last week, but this week we're going to get into season five of the hit HBO show Insecure. And that'll be Latanya Starks, Mari Forth, and myself uh, covering that episodically as well. So if you are a fan of any of those things, check those out. And if you're a fan of Insecure or a fan of any of those people, check that out too. Uh, you know, follow Post Show Recaps and uh, keep up with the podcast because this is the last season and we're ready to ra- wrap it up. Also, on Saturday, uh, myself, Grace Leader, and Puya, uh, we all like participated in a amazing charity event, um, like for Team Molly. It's a woman named Molly Sims who is a Sills, who is a good friend of Maggie Morgan, our own Maggie Morgan, and she's uh, dealing with cancer. Um, she had been diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, and so we did this like incredible online Big Brother game. I swore I would never do one of those, but. It's for, you know, a good cause, good cause to raise money. And so we raised thousands of dollars and it was amazing. And Puya won. He won unanimously. Spoiler so, alert. Yeah, check it out. Mm-hmm. And go celebrate Puya, the GOAT. I mean, like he won that sequester RJP did. He won this. 
Hey, he just, I mean, like, uh, you got to love the guy. Uh, I came in fourth place, all Rob. All he does is win, win, win. No matter what, you know. <laughs> so, you know, that's how it goes. Uh, but I, I, I came in fourth, you know, so... No slouch. Yeah, no I was, slouch. I was, I was whittling dealing. I was, I was on the ropes, Rob. I just felt like I was struggling. Um, but I made it. So check out all that stuff. Donate. I'm sure they're still taking donations. I will tweet out the link to all of that again. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming up in front of us as well. But right now, I think that covers everything for me. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, if you like Survivor, uh, plenty of stuff going on <laughs> yeah. over at Rob Has a Podcast. Uh, this weekend on Rob and Keep Need a Podcast, we played a very fun game called uh, What's My Age Again, where we uh, guessed the ages of callers uh, just by the sound of their voice and the answers to some of our questions on a very fun uh, Robin Akiva Need a Podcast. And of course, uh, we'll be back with more That's about Netflix coming up uh, in one week's time. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.